name is Michael Bosey. I'm your host of this podcast, Marketing Without the Marketing, and I'm really glad that you can join me today. Now, if you are a regular listener and you've been following along, you know that I'm in the middle of a 16-part series, which is counterintuitive lessons that I've learned about running a small business from my mentors and the mistakes I've made over the past, what, almost five years that I've been doing this. And uh, I've been doing this little mini-series within that broader series, which is the new marketing and sales, which is obviously right in my wheelhouse, uh, about sort of the new ways that we do marketing in a much more soft-touch manner. And then I'll move on to the new customer relationship, which is sort of you know how you get a customer and what you do after you have a customer, so it should be pretty fun. But today's topic is social media, and here's the good thing. Businesses now get that they need to be on social. This wasn't even the case even five years ago. Uh, we don't have to convince businesses that it's important. They understand that this is, it's a critical posture to take with your customers and prospective customers. And think about it. It's great for generating some awareness of your business. It's great for that sort of first touch with a prospective customer to, to start to get to know someone and draw them into your audience using a content strategy. It's great for customer service. It's great for bi-directional connections with your customers. All this in the service of that sort of, you know, maybe outer edge of the funnel where you're just starting to get to know people and again, draw them into your world. But here's the thing. Today's counterintuitive lesson is that as much as I think social media is really, really important, to me, social media is only worthwhile if it's wrapped in a cohesive content strategy. Otherwise, I find it to be a total waste of time. And I'm often surprised at how businesses approach social media with that in mind, right? They think, oh, great, I can promote my business and let's get the word out and all that. And then they go and treat it like it's this broadcast mechanism, right? That they're just pumping out things that are all about me, 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 me. As if people are going to actually pay attention to that. They're not, right? Their starting posture is, who cares? And of course it is, right? There's two reasons for this. One, just think of the sheer amount of information that is passing through your feed at any one time. It's staggering. And then secondly, aside from just the information overload, people are on social to connect with friends and family they're not there to connect with you. That's not their purpose anyway. That's not to say that you can't break through, but they're, they're not there to, to do anything but social, <laughs> right? So, and that's not going to involve you, or, or at least not at the start. So think about this. With this dynamic, I mean, it's this flood of information, right? And your post is just a drop of water in this, this rushing stream, Right. So your message is not going to get through because here it is. It's, it's in this torrent in this stream or this river. Right. So think of yelling louder, shouting me, 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 uh, trying to sort of compete against this noise. I mean, if you'll keep going with this metaphor, it's kind of like pouring more water into the stream. Right. Do you think that just because you put more water in that people are going to pay attention now? It's still water. And still moving fast, right? Whether it's a drop or pour a whole bucket in for uh, while we're here, right? It's still water. And it's gone in an instant in this stream. All right, so if you know that, what makes people pay attention then? 
Well, think of your own behavior. Think of what stops you from scrolling through your Instagram feed. Again, there are two things. One, if it's something from someone you trust, family, a friend, a peer, a colleague, someone that you trust, that's going to help you stop and read the post. Or just quite simply, number two, something that you're interested in, something that uh, is a hobby or an interest or a passion or whatever, you know, you're more likely to stop. And with each of these two things on their own, that might stop you in your post and you're scrolling through your Facebook feed or Twitter or whatever. You'll notice each of these things on their own. But check this out. If both factors are met, then you're way more likely to actually read it. That makes sense, right? And look, okay, that's great to know. But what do you do with this information though, right? Well, as a business, you want to make yourself the trusted person. You also want to produce things that serve a need, right? So that you can maybe have the chance of, of satisfying both of those con conditions where when you post something, you are someone who's trusted. And two, you're posting things that people are actually interested in. All right, so what can you do to achieve that? And that's, you know, that's the big question to be asking here. And let me pause for just one moment to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Create Biz, which is content marketing for creatives. And look, we're talking about social media here. And if you want to get into social media, really get into it, there's a whole unit on social media as what I call your relationship tool set. And that's one of six units in this complete online course. It's 42 video modules. It's like 10, 12 hours of, of video instruction with dozens of worksheets and templates and guided assignments. It's for writers, musicians, and visual artists, and the whole idea is to help them get focused and efficient in building an online audience. So to learn more about it or to pass the info on to someone else, go to createbiz.com MWM for marketing without the marketing. And I left a link in the show notes to make that easy for you. All right, back to bad behaviors, right? If, if our goal is to make ourselves the trusted person, why is it that brands just get on social and start promoting their stuff? Look at me, check out my site, buy my book, buy my new record. Why would I ever do that if I don't have a good reason to? We all tend to overvalue what we bring to the table, but think about this, as much as you want to believe that you are, you're not unique and I'm not unique, right? For me, think, think about this. There are hundreds of people who teach content marketing online. So why do you listen to this podcast in particular? Or there are hundreds of books on the topic that you write about. Why do your readers choose you? Or there are hundreds of people who solve the same problem as you solve for your customers. So why do they come to you in particular? And it's not because you just talk about yourself constantly, right? It's because you were the one who provided some value to them, whether that's online or offline, right? You were the one who developed their trust. The process is the same if it's in person with the customer or online. And the way that we behave online should be no different from the way that we behave in person with someone. But here's the key and and why we fall into this trap. Because... We need results and we need them fast, right? So we try to find shortcuts, right? So if I want the sale, I'd better ask. And now, right, we're impatient. And social is a way to connect. So we open an account and we start posting stuff. I don't have time. I got to get going. I need results now. But it's going to take 
some time to build that trust. And here's the way to solve this. First, you got to realize this and get really patient and consistent in delivering value. Great. And you have to wrap this into a coherent content strategy, and that way your effort will actually be worth it. And to me, when I think about this issue of having social media wrapped up as a part of a larger content strategy, your blog as a part of your content strategy, your website as a part of your content strategy, your email as a part of your content strategy, there are three facets to this. One, when you do this, you'll have content to pull from, right? So repurposing blog posts into quotes for social you know, teasers to get people to come to the blog. Awesome. I did a whole series on repurposing content, uh, both in my upstream method and downstream method. Again, I'll leave a link to that six-part series in the show notes to keep this easy for you. Second facet, look, you'll have a next step in the journey for your customers, right? They'll actually know what to do, what the next step that's expected. You're sort of leading them along on this, right? So social media to blog, And again and again, social to blog, another social post to another blog. Keep going with this until you've served them a number of times and built up trust little by little. It takes multiple touches before you actually are going to, you know, get someone to take an action beyond just coming to read your blog post, right? Some people say that's a minimum of seven. I think it's more like, you know, 20 or 20 plus. So that makes you think differently about your strategy, right? It's not going to happen right away right? I know you need results. I know you need to to get going on this. I know you're impatient, but it's just going to take longer than that. That's just the the fact of it. All right. And then third, uh, third facet here is that you'll be building content as a business asset. And, you know, now you're not just pouring water into the rushing stream of social. You're actually building something that you can use over and over again, a business asset, a blog post that is your best articulation of the, you know, say a common customer question or, you know, something that is a nuance about what you do. Now you've got a great articulation about that available via one click and someone can read your best uh, explanation of that. That's what I mean by a business asset. So these three things offer a lot of advantages and, you know, and I believe that they're all intertwined and that way it's not, it's not just about audience building, right? It's about working towards something. And, and here's the thing, if you are treating social media like it's in a vacuum, it's not going to do very much. It's not going to stick as well, right? You don't have a place for people to go uh, the, you know, take the next step in the journey. You're not building towards another asset. And this is why, you know, when prospective clients come to me and they ask me, Oh, Hey, Michael, would you, you know, run my social media, do some experiments, whatever. And, and, uh, Oh no, no, that's right. I don't need you to do my blog, uh, or work on website or SEO or anything. I, I just want you to handle social media. You seem pretty good at it. Blah, blah, blah. I say no to that. And the reason is because unless it's going to be a part of an entire strategy, which I help design often, some clients who come to me are pretty good at it and don't need that as much. But often we're just starting from scratch with a whole new strategy, examine it, do the research, look at the data, try to find out where the weak points are, and then start to experiment uh, like I talked about last week with the uh, marketing and the experimental mindset. Now, doing social media alone is not going to 
do that. Yes, you can look at the data. You should look at the data. But think about this. You'll just be creating post after post and throwing your efforts away. And then you're going to think, ah, this didn't work. I tried social media and it didn't work. Now, look, that's not to say that you won't build a following on your Facebook page by being entertaining or helpful or whatever. But the fact is, what do you do with that audience, right? If they just live on your Facebook page and they're just people who like your posts, what does that do for you and your business? Maybe you build that up to start and then you intend to sort of cash in on that or leverage that at some point. But, you know, where do they go next? What's your intended outcome for them? And here's the thing. Social is not what's going to convert. Email is. And I've said before on this podcast, I teach this to my students in my class, email as a conversion instrument is 40 times more effective than social media, 40 times. So really the goal should be to move folks down from social at the top end of the funnel through your blog to an email list so that you can start to connect with them because email is is the thing that's actually going to, to make people take an action. Because let's face it, it's a big sign of trust from your audience to you. You are allowed in my inbox. That's super high level access. But no matter how you look at it, it's just not going to be efficient if all you do is social media. And that's the message that I wanted to get across today. Okay, I think I'll stop there because, like I said at the beginning, this concludes the little mini-series within the larger series called The New Marketing Sales. Uh, Next up, the new customer relationship, which is sort of more counterintuitive strategies for what to do, you know, when you're earning a customer and after you earn that customer. So um, this series will be about how to surpass those customer expectations and... It won't surprise you to hear me say, you know, by treating them like partners and like, you know, that they're invested in you uh, because a good customer is invested in you and you are invested in them in return. All right. So um, I might take a short break from this to cover a couple of things that have been on my mind lately, but I promise I'll hit that new customer relationship uh, very soon. All right. Again, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you and uh, we'll see you next week.